And Jesus, we want to thank you for your birth, for the fact that you have come to be with us. We worship you. We praise you, Jesus. Amen. Guys, you want to take your seats? And it's my pleasure to have Hannah come on up. Let's give Hannah a round of applause. <laughs> Hannah, for those of, us, uh, those of us who don't know you, who are you, apart from Hannah? <laughs> Hi, I am Hannah, and I am the youth pastor here at um, St. Saviour's. And as you can see, I did not get the memo about the Christmas jumper. Um, so apologies. So we'll get you a really embarrassing one for next time, yeah? Mm, yeah, mm, great. Yeah. <laughs> Before you speak to us, what's your favourite thing about Christmas? Oh, that's really hard. Um, uh, I would have said it's a tie yeah. between really good food. Yes. And secondly, I can't come, both me and my husband come from really big families, so spending time with family, which is absolute chaos. Excellent. Food, family, and chaos, mm -hmm. basically. That's Definitely. it. Hannah, looking forward to hearing. I'm going to hand over to you. Thank you Lovely. so much. Lovely. Thank you. Okay, so it's, it's a little bit difficult in the round, so I might actually just hang here because then I get a chance to see you all. Um, but we have a couple of props. So today I am going to be talking to you about Jesus being a gift. So I have three boxes here. Um, that is going to take us on a journey. So can I have a volunteer? Anybody? What about my three that are hiding behind the sound desk? One of you? I could name one of you. Jack, Chris, Harry. Anyone with you would do? You're going to leave me hanging, aren't you? Somebody over here, save me. Anyone? Come on, Ollie. Okay, Ollie, what I would like you to do is take this box yeah. and you can give it to anybody in the room, except for yourself. Okay, Alex, can you open the box for me and take out what's inside? Hopefully they're in the right order. So what have we got? We have, we have a reset, and what does it say on the present? Received. Okay, so the first part of our journey is I'd like to talk to you about the fact that Jesus is a gift that we are to receive. Thank you very much, Ollie. Um, Lucy read from us earlier a, a, a passage from Isaiah, and that passage was written thousands of years ago. But the message of that um, that was first spoken aloud by Isaiah that a child would be born, that a son would be given, that the light has shone into the darkness. And that came at a time in, in the history of Israel where they had been through great darkness and actually a greater darkness was heading their way. They were about to be ravished by the Assyrian army. But this, this message spoke of a hope, a hope of what was to come. And that's, that, that hope was a gift of Jesus. And we all know the beautiful, cute story of nativity. And I have my very own prop. In fact, can I, can I just, can we borrow Marvin? Okay. So let me introduce you to Marvin. And I just, I don't know about you, but obviously having the gift of a child. And now I have Marvin six months ago. And I often look at Marvin and what I see about him is completely and utterly dependent upon me. Sorry, guys, I'm echoing. Is there anything I need to do with my mic? Mm, well, you could try, but... Um, 
nose. Put it right back. I do tend to project my voice. Hey, Marvin. Okay. And I just think that is the incredible mystery of God. The incredible mystery of knowing that here is God who took the choice to hang up his cloak of glory. He hung up his majesty. He laid down his godness, if that's a word. And he chose to come and be born a child, just like, just like Marvin here, to a young girl, a firstborn as well. And Marvin's my second, so I kind of had a kind of had a clue of what I was doing the second time round. First time round, who knew what I was doing? Yet God, in his infinite wisdom, chose. Jesus came as a boy. And we know that the cute... In fact, I'm just going to give Marvin back. Oh, it's exciting! Thank you, Daddy. When Jesus was born, it wasn't such a cute story. We, we hear in the book of Matthew, you know, he was born into a stable. There's this very vulnerable young boy. And it actually talks that even at that time, that darkness was trying to wipe out Jesus, trying to get rid of the light that had been come into the world. And in fact, we read that the king at the time was so jealous, so threatened by this proclaimed new king that had been born, that he had sent out soldiers to go and kill all the, um, all the young boys of two years and under in Bethlehem and the surrounding areas. From the moment Jesus took his first breath, Darkness was trying to snub him out. But the good news is, and the hope that's in that scripture, is that Jesus came. Not did he come as a boy. He didn't stay as a boy. He grew into a man, and he grew into a man that then came and was obedient to death. And we see that cross, and that is our reminder that he came and he died for us. And for me, that's my memory. I take a moment, and my, my prayer for you is in the busyness of Christmas, in the chaos of going to see Father Christmas, in the chaos of buying gifts and being, in, being with family, is that we take a moment to pause, and we just ponder, ponder on the mystery of God's wisdom, that he came as a boy, he came as a baby, vulnerable, yet he died he grew into a man and he died for us. That why? So that we too could enter into that hope that Isaiah talks about. That we would know him as our Prince of Peace. That we would know him as our Father God. That he would be our wonderful counsellor. That is the reason for this season. Jesus is a gift to be received. Can I have a second volunteer? Come on in, Harry. In fact, this is a good one. So Harry, come here. Harry, you actually get to open this one. Okay. Can you open it up, take out what's inside, and read me what's on the word in the biggest voice you've got? Yeah. Say it one more time. Yeah. Okay. So Harry has got a present with the word give on it. So Harry, you have a choice. You have your gift. You can even keep it for yourself, or you can look around the room, and you can choose to give your gift. What are you going to do? I'll give it to Oh, you are. I'm impressed. Are you going to, you're going to give it to your brother, aren't you, so that they can share it with you? <laughs> okay, okay. 
You so are. Okay. Like, I like your thinking, Harry. So Harry's present was, had the word give. And also Jesus, he is our gift that we receive, but he's also our gift that we have the privilege of giving. What do I mean by that? It's that this is the perfect time of year. In fact, if you are visiting here tonight, um, and this is your first time, you might have been invited by one of your friends. And why do we do that? Why do we invite people to come um, to a carol service, to come and hear about this person, Jesus? It's because we've received this amazing, um, this amazing news, this amazing, we've partaked in um, receiving Jesus, and we know him as our Prince of Peace. We know him as our Lord and Savior, and that is such good news that we want to share it with the world. We can't help ourselves. And Christmas is a brilliant time. In fact, it's kind of like served up on a platter for us. It's a time where we can actually take the gift that we've received and we can choose to give it to others. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not always that great at doing this. And actually, I'm going to tell you an epic fail that I did just recently. Um, My brother lives in Bournemouth. I don't really see him that often. Um, he's got my future sister-in-law. They're both in the police, often working opposite shifts. And, um, and they've kind of been on a bit of a faith journey, but my sister-in-law-to-be um, never really knew about Jesus, never grew up in church, doesn't really know much about it. A couple of times we've had the odd conversation. Anyway, they came up a few weeks ago to spend the day with us to, to, to in, so I could introduce them to Marvin. And um, we were we were just kind of chatting away. We'd gone for a walk in Henley. We was walking by the river. And she starts to share that she had this thing wrong with her foot. And at the time, um, she's sharing this with me. I'm like, this is amazing. Because when I first became a Christian, I had something wrong with my foot, exactly the same. And actually, I got prayer for it. And the incredible thing is, is I was miraculously healed from my problem with my foot. And as I'm walking along by this river, I'm thinking, this is like classic time to share my story with her. Now, I'd love to say to you that I did. But I didn't. And I don't know why I didn't. I mean, it's my soon-to-be sister-in-law. I love her to bits. We get on really well, but we carried on moving. And then the kind of like, the moment passed. And then you know when you do those whole, should have said something, should have said something. Do you think I could just do it now? And then um, my niece came running up, and she's like, I'm cold, and kind of broke the moment. And then I carried on walking for a couple more minutes. Why am I telling this random story? Carried on more, and I just kept thinking, Hannah, why didn't you share? Why didn't you share a simple... What, what, what stopped me? And I don't really know why. I think sometimes maybe I thought she would think I was a bit daft. Maybe she might have laughed at me. Maybe she might have just thought, let's be honest, she might have just thought I was a bit weird. That's an epic fail on my part. And I was kind of like, I drove home and I was like, God, I'm so sorry. Help me be better at being conscious of those moments. And I think that's my challenge. I have, I received, quite a few many years ago, the greatest gift. I know Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I know him as my Prince of Peace. I know him as my good, good Father. He has given me greatest joy. He's given me blessings. He's provided for me. He's healed up my broken heart. He's healed me physically. He's my greatest God. He's my wisdom when I've got no idea what I'm doing. Yet in that moment, and sometimes I'm like that, in those moments, sometimes... I forget to give, and I just think we live in such a broken world that is in desperate need of hearing that hope. And that message in Isaiah rings true today, just like it did when it was first heard thousands of years ago. 
We live in an uncertain world, in a world where it is, at times it feels like it's full of darkness. But we have this gift, and we have this hope, and that we have Jesus who overcame all darkness. So my challenge to myself, and maybe my challenge is to you, let's be a people that's going to give the gift of Jesus. So we've got the most amazing carol services coming up next weekend. Good old plug look. Um, we have one on Saturday. We have our traditional carols. And we have our contemporary carols on Sunday evening. Why don't you invite a neighbor? What about a work colleague? What's the worst that they can see? Do, say, no? Have we lost anything? Let's invite. And if you're young, we have our untamed. If you're in my youth lot, we have our untamed party on Friday. You can invite your school friends. Just saying. Right, I am talking too far, too long. One more. One more volunteer. Come on. Jack. Thank you, Jack. Okay, so this one, you can open this one. Yeah. Okay. So this one, you've got to want you to open it up, take it out, read what it says. Shared. Now what I want you to do is actually do it. I want you like you to share it. <laughs> you could take one for yourself. Harry, did you not share with your brother? Oh you did. Could you get in it? Right, yeah. Jack, fill your boots, go round. I reckon you should do one at least one on each side. You could be as random as you like, but not your brother. You could chuck them at people, just aim low. So as Jack is um, chucking them at people, hopefully in a nice way. So Jack's message is that Jesus is the gift to be shared, which is a little bit like given. Got some more? You so went for your brother. Thank you, dude. Jesus is the gift to be shared. And as Lucy asked me earlier, what is one of my um, favorite things about Christmas? And yes, it is. Um, it's about sharing it with my family. It's about that hustle and bustle, that chaos. And I have the privilege of coming from a big family with crazy traditions. I think, how many nieces? And I have 16 nieces and nephews, all under the age of 21, majority of them young, young. I mean, when we get together for, for Christmas, it is chaos. We don't really have a house big enough now. And actually, for me, again, it's that, that reminder of this season. It's a time to come together. It's a time for community. And Jesus is a great advocate when he, was, when he walked the earth. He, he lived in community. He was very rarely on his own. He, he pulled people in. Wherever he went, he went into villages, and people came, and they lived with him, and they ate with him. Um, he, he, he lived and breathed it. And actually, I think that's the challenge for us. But also, I think we also have to be mindful that this season can also be a reminder sometimes that maybe we've lost people. Maybe this, is, this could be the first Christmas that you're going to spend without a loved one. We recently moved into a, a new neighborhood in the summer. And it's a tiny little cul-de-sac. And um, it's pretty much full of retired um, people. And our next-door neighbor, but one, was a lovely couple. Um, lived there, I think, 40-odd years, 40-odd years. 
Um, two months ago, recently, she, she lost her husband. Um, he, he, he died, and it's, it literally the whole cul-de-sac. We hadn't been living there that long, but suddenly I just felt that grief for this, for this woman who, who had lovingly been married for many, many years. And she suddenly, she faces this Christmas, celebrating this season for the first time on her own. Only this week, somebody shared with us that one of their memories at Christmas is waking up and not having a stocking at the end of the bed because they lost their family member who used to put it there. And I think that strikes home sometimes, that I don't know about you, but we can be lost in the busyness, in our daily lives. But sometimes the people that we work with, the people that live around us have stories. And sometimes this season isn't always a happy, joyful time. Sometimes this can be a really lonely time. I used to work with the elderly, and actually some of them, either their, their families have moved away, and often they would spend Christmas alone. I don't know, I can't imagine spending Christmas on my own. I've never done it. And maybe a challenge for us is, is there anybody we can invite to come and share Christmas with us? Is there anybody that we could do a small gift? Is there someone that we could just come alongside? And it might even just be a work colleague or someone that you go to college with, someone that you go to uni with. And sometimes it's just a simple asking them, what are you doing for Christmas? What does your Christmas look like this year? And who knows what they're going to say? So Jesus is a gift to be received. And my prayer is that we take a moment this year and ponder the mystery and the beauty of the hope that we have in Jesus. He is a gift to be received. Jesus is a gift to be given. And I know I'm going to challenge myself that I want to share this joy. I want to share this gift that I have received with those around me that others may partake in that same hope. And Jesus is a gift to be shared. May we all be, wouldn't it be amazing if we became a people in our workplace, a people in our school, a people in our neighborhood that became famous for our hospitality, famous for our community. And I'm going to stop there. But before... I just said I'm going to stop there. Last two seconds. While I was praying and preparing for this week, this has got nothing to do with the talk. Um, I believe that God is alive. Not only did he die, he resurrected. He's alive, and I believe that he speaks to us today. And when I was preparing this talk, um, I often asked God to, um, is there anything that he would like to share? And maybe it's just sometimes it's just for one person. And I've had this thing in my, in my head all week. And, um, and it's, two, it's kind of like two things. And the first thing, it's like a line, which is embrace the mystery. And I kept thinking, what does that mean? And this is something that I've le- I'm learning to do in my own life. And I feel like maybe there's someone here tonight. And you're, you're asking those questions, why? And maybe Christmas is a significant time. Maybe you lost somebody when you wanted them to live, when you were praying. I don't know, I just feel like, I don't know why I'm getting upset. 
But I feel like God really moved my heart. There's someone here that just really is grappling with, God, how could you? How could you let that happen? I prayed, why didn't you hear my prayer? And if that is you, I just feel like God is saying, sometimes we don't understand. I'd love to say I had answers for you, and I don't. But it's in those moments when we don't understand and when things just don't make sense. And even if you feel like you're in a really dark place, there are some things that I can be sure of, and that God is good. Even when it doesn't make sense, even when your circumstance might not look like it, God is good. God does heal. God does restore. God does save. God does provide. He is our Prince of Peace. He is our mighty Savior. He is our greatest joy. He is all that we could possibly need. And if you are wondering and you're grappling and you're wrestling, you're wrestling with that idea of why, I pray that you go home today, even with the one truth that God loves each and every one of us beyond our wildest dreams, and he is good. Thank you.